You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 243. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by LFS.com. Elevest is the online investment platform for women, built by women, where you can invest in specific life goals such as buying your house, starting a business, or retiring comfortably. Elevest gives you a free financial plan customized for you based on where you are now and where you want to go with your finances. Elevest shows you how to invest in the goals that you care about. Like I said, so if you want to start a business, buy a home, or just start retiring and making sure that you're going to do that comfortably when you do decide to, and how to reach those goals specifically, all you need to do is get started. Lively Show listeners will receive $100 towards your first funded goal when you sign up with Elevest. Visit elevest.com slash lively. That's E-L-L-E-V-E-S-T dot com slash lively. All right, guys, today is a very special day. I want to dive right in. For the past several months, Team Lively has been working on a secret project, and it is launching today, 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 today. So right now, I want to share a special sample of this project, and then we'll move on to a little interview with Megan Bowers, who's also a part of this Lively adventure. So for now, let's go into a sample of a Lively adventure, and then we'll describe what it is exactly right after that. Let's go to the show. Should I tell her I'm getting divorced? This is a thought I had running through my mind after interviewing one of my dream podcast guests, Elizabeth Gilbert. It was as if her path described in Eat, Pray, Love, unbeknownst to me at the time, would become a beacon of hope and possibility for myself in just under nine months. In the end, I didn't tell her. I figured it was too soon to tell someone I had just met that I was getting divorced. Plus, it was still a secret publicly, and it was not necessarily something she'd even want to hear about after doing just an hour-long interview with me about her newest book. So I shelved the idea. But little did I know that I would one day be on a journey that in many ways was very much the same as her own. Only my journey was not planned or expected. It would wind and weave around the world with no specific destination or time frame in mind. Rather, it was one of faith and trust in the ultimate unfolding of my life for my good and best, led blindly by intuition and flow. As I share this story now, I'm still very much in the process of this continual unfolding. And in many ways, I am still very much the same person that I was when I left my small home in Ann Arbor, Michigan in May 2016. And yet in many, many other ways, I'm now vastly a very different person a person full of new experiences and perspectives that my previous self would have balked at, even denied. However, the case is this. I am profoundly the same and profoundly different at the same time. Now I want to share this story with you in hopes that it may serve to uplift you in some way. Plus, it also gives me the chance to reflect on all that's transpired in this path so that I can remember and cherish this precious and unpredicted moment of my journey. A point in my path that has led me down a winding road of places, people, and perspectives, and also a very rare psychedelic named Toad, but more on that later. To start, I want to give you a bit of background about myself and where this all began. As I sat in my chair in Ann Arbor, with the headphones on, talking to Elizabeth Gilbert, and debating the idea of carpet bombing her with my relationship completion, beyond that door to that guest room where I was recording that podcast were two dogs, a Wessie named Ben Franklin and a rescue terrier mix named Eleanor Roosevelt. They go by the names Franklin and Ellie, and both they and my former partner were somewhere in this home as well. 
We lived in a small 1,000-foot, 100-year-old home in Ann Arbor, Michigan. When we moved in, we planned to renovate and expand this space and have children in it one day. However, life had other plans. And over the weeks that we lived there, we realized that our best outcome was unexpectedly simple and profound at the same time. While we could do all those things, there was another possibility on the table as well. We could choose to support each other fully in living our ideal and best lives according to our deepest values at the fullest capacity. We could allow each other to lead the lives we truly wanted to live rather than trying to merge those two realities in the same space, in the same home, and in the same life. Rather than crouch in a box we could both agree upon labeled our life together, we decided to high-five one another standing tall and supporting each other to do the things we really, really, really wanted to do. Fast forward a few months and my former partner and Franklin headed out west to start a new life. And Ellie and I stayed in the little home in my college town, embarking on a new journey of our own. We lived there in peace and a lot of happiness for six months. Over that time, as I began to date, for the first time since college, I might add, I began to get the urge to do something new. Given my love and tendency towards making big plans, I decided to take a trip to Europe for the summer. I figured that I would spend a few months traveling and then return back to Ann Arbor and sell my home and move. Where I was going to move, I wasn't sure yet, but probably someplace warm with an entrepreneurial community. At this point in time, there was also a part of me that was very disillusioned with the idea of returning home to Ann Arbor after traveling Europe. A part of me really wanted to know where I was going to move next immediately upon returning back to the States. However, since I didn't have a destination in mind at that point, it seemed like an impossibility. For a while, I struggled with the frustration of not knowing where and when I'd move next. Over time, that resistance within me built into a really annoying itch. Yet even with this being the case, I vividly recall nine days before I left on my trip to Europe, going to Mighty Good Coffee, the local coffee shop that I always worked at, to do some work that morning. And as I opened my laptop for the first time, I can remember I felt a profound sense of peace, or was it resignation, around the idea that I would simply return back to Ann Arbor after my travels and figure out what my next steps would be then. However, that's exactly the moment that fate stepped in. Just a few hours later, while I was still at the same coffee shop, I got a phone call. It was from Debbie. Debbie's a realtor in Ann Arbor who, for very strange and almost magical reasons, knew about my situation and knew that I would eventually want to sell my home. On the phone, she explained that she had a client who had a house sale fall through, and she needed to come to Ann Arbor and find a home to buy in 48 hours. Debbie asked if she could show the client my home. No, I'm going to Europe next week. There's no way I can sell her my house before then, I said. Yet Debbie was persistent. She insisted that she simply show her the house and see what she thought. And for whatever reason, I said yes. Meanwhile, at this exact same time, my vlog editor, Megan, was in town to shoot some videos for our YouTube channel. And one of those videos we planned to shoot was a home tour since I had just completed a nine-month renovation project and I wanted to show off the finished results. So that fateful Wednesday, Megan, my videographer, followed me around the house and shot the video. Each pillow was perfectly fluffed and each candle was perfectly lit. The home I had transformed into my own little haven was ready to be revealed. After the video was recorded, Megan went to a coffee shop and Debbie, the realtor, came over with the client who wanted to see the house. As the three of us walked through the home, each candle still burning from the video shoot and each pillow still looking perfectly fluffed, it became clear that the effort I put into decorating and styling for the video shoot also doubles as an open house for this prospective buyer. Almost immediately, the buyer was swooning over the home. She was moving into the area for her medical career, and after an extensive life of travel, she wanted to set down roots. 
buying my home was the perfect way for her to slip into her new community and begin this new chapter of her life. Initially, I was concerned about the fact that I needed to not only pack for Europe in seven days, but that I would also have to pack my furniture and all of my stuff at the same time. No problem at all, the buyer said. I'd like to buy the house and all the furniture inside. Boom. One less problem to consider if I was willing to part with everything I owned one day before my trip to Europe. By this point, I had very mixed feelings on the idea of selling my house and everything I owned so quickly before my trip. On the one hand, I love making bold, dramatic decisions when my intuition leads me to. Yet the most important question still remained, was my intuition telling me to sell the house before my trip? Initially, I wasn't sure, so I told the buyer I would think about it overnight. Once they left, I spent time thinking it through, and then Megan came home to the house. Since she was there, we quickly decided that we should document this part of the journey for the vlog. So now I'd like to share an excerpt from that video. In it, you'll hear how I was feeling and how I decided whether or not to sell the house. I am a little numb. At first, it was really scary. I didn't give them an immediate yes. I needed to think about it. So I talked about it with my mom and Mr. Lively. And then eventually, to my intuition, finally got to that point, too. And I think I realized it sounded really scary because this is the first time that... I'm making a decision that's crazy, sort of. Like, oh, let's go on a one-way ticket to Europe. That's kind of cool. But then to sell the furniture and the house all before that, too, was a lot more than I thought about. And I usually am good at making big decisions, but I usually know where I'm going to go next. I know what's going to happen next. I know at least what I'm going for next. I know what I want to happen next. And now I don't know where on earth I'm going to be when I get back or when I will get back. And it's exciting, and I think my ego's been a little bit of noticed it like get ex- either scared at it or also excited it either wants to fear it or make it part of my identity and say you know a lot of people wouldn't do this but I like to do crazy things let's I'll do it just to be crazy and then I realized I don't need to be a hero <laughs> like no one's asking me to sell my house and my furniture the week that I move or go to Europe like no one's asking me to do that I don't need to blow up my life just for like the identity of it You've always had a plan for yourself. You've always, you had an idea of what the vision was going to be. And it was a this. House on a hill. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the vision you had for yourself before. I had this vision years ago. I was at this retreat and I had this searing feeling of myself holding a baby in a white house that had been newly renovated. And it kind of felt like it was on a hill. And I was holding this baby in this newly finished but undecorated room and like there was a crib and I was so happy like incredibly overwhelmed with gratitude and joy and overwhelmed in like a feeling small in the grandeur of gratitude of my life and I think that's still guiding me and it's been guiding me to here and I thought it was going to happen literally here in this house until the universe made it very clear that it wasn't and I'm so grateful that that's unfolded in such a fluid flowing way I just didn't think all my stuff in my home right before this big trip would be part of that. What is your intuition telling you right now? I wrote to it. Do you want to hear what it had to say? I do. I would love to. I was hoping you did. Yeah. I did it right before you got here. So you guys probably heard me talk about this if you listen to my podcast at all. But basically, it's I ask a question from this fearful place up here, the ego, the part that I'm like operating out of most of the time, and most of us are talking to my intuition in my gut. Some people feel in their heart. And I, so I write the question and I wait for the answer and then I write down what I hear and then I go back and forth. So today it said, I wrote, should I sell the house to 
the person. And I tried to listen and I thought I heard a yes, but it was too hard to hear. And I was kind of like not a hundred percent sure there. So I just asked a different question. Sometimes yes and no is like that, that you really want can be hard. So I said, what should I know about the situation? And I heard you are loved. And then I said, I'm scared. And the intuition said, I know you are. And I said, why? And it said, because you think you can, because you, um, you think you can do this perfectly and you can't. What do you mean? Um, you want all the ducks in a row. How are they not in a row? You don't know where you're going next. Is this your will for me? My will is for you to love. And then I said, for as cryptic as this seems, at the same time, everything has unfolded in incredible fluidity. There have been no snags or holdups. And then I heard my intuition say, that is because this is what you want. And I said, it is it? And it said, yes. And I asked why. And it said, because you want a new life you never imagined before. And I said, I do. And he said, yes. Why? Time will tell. And then I asked, do you love me? And it said, yes, unconditionally. Will I be okay? Yes. Will I be safe? You're never as safe as you think you will be. Which is kind of interesting because I could be just as unsafe staying in this house. Look, there's no more guarantee that something could happen to me here with the house or without furniture. It doesn't really matter. What would you have me do? Go in faith. What about Ellie? Love her with all your heart. And I think it's interesting to see what is my life I said I never imagined. How do I even know I, if I can't imagine a new life, how do I know I want it? I think that part of me is that deep part of me. The deep part of me that made the decision to, uh, evolve the relationship. The deep part of me that has been changing my career every step along the way to get to where I am right now. And the funny thing is in my career, I've gotten to this beautiful place of, I love where I'm at. I don't need to know the next step. I want to live this step so fully. And I know that the next step is going to be so much better because I'm living this one 100%. But I'm not going to know I'm going to live. So each day in order to have peace about that, I'm going to have to fully live that day in London and the next day in London and the next day. And then whatever the day after that is, wherever that takes me, that's the only way I'm going to get through that. I think right now I feel like I'm backflipping off of a cliff and I don't know what behind me looks like. I don't know what's going to happen next. And here's a piece of the conversation I had with the buyer on the phone the next day. I had no idea that when Megan asked if I would keep the door open while I talked to her, that she would record this. But of course, since that's her job, I probably shouldn't have been surprised. So you still want the house? Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. If you can help me make this as easy for me to do as possible, I think I'm in. As you can tell, I decided to sell the house. From that point on, my life became a series of ever unfolding moments of clarity, joy, alignment, flow, as well as moments of fear, loneliness, and unease. At many points, it felt like living life in a dense fog. I can see very clearly about 50 feet in front of me in any direction. And with each step I take, the next part of the path becomes clear. But at the same time, the longer range is always clouded in mystery. Over the last 18 months, these unfolding moments have led me to countries around the world, including England, Scotland, Ireland, the Netherlands, Spain, Portugal, France, 
Ghana, South Africa, Costa Rica, Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Indonesia, and some time in the U.S. as well. Some spots I stayed just one night, others I stayed multiple months. And most importantly, I learned to flow with the river of my life. And while I started this trip by fearing the fact that I didn't know where I'd be staying two weeks out, now I've come to the point where the idea of committing to a place to be two weeks from now often feels way more scary. In addition to the myriad of cities and cultures, I've also flowed into a plethora of new people and personal experiences. And those are what I'd like to share with you now. Throughout the past 18 months, several major themes emerged and opened me up month after month in new and unexpected ways. For each of these themes, I'd like to share what I experienced from day one of the trip to where I am today, 18 months later, in hopes that they may benefit you in some way or simply be fun to hear about. In the following episodes, you'll be hearing me share openly and very honestly with Megan, the same videographer you've just heard about, about my experience. And most of all, I hope that this journey and my retelling of it inspires you to have your own lively adventure, however it flows for you. So you might just be wondering after you just heard that, you might be going, what the heck was that? Well, the truth is I've been working on a secret project, which if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen me speak about in the last few months. And this is the introduction to that exact project. Over the last few months, I have decided, especially after hitting the official one-year mark of traveling without an end in sight, without a destination in sight, with only flow and alignment and intuition to guide me, I decided this summer to capture all of the material and content that I amassed in just this experience as a whole and encapsulated it in what is kind of like a podcast series. Think of it like almost like an audio book, but there's no book part. However, for those interested, we will be making a transcript available. So stay tuned for that later. But right now, we're just releasing these episodes, these podcast interview mini episodes. Think of it as like a little TV series, only it's just like the show. And it's available. It's called A Lively Adventure which has been the hashtag I've been using since the very beginning, day one of what has become a very lively adventure indeed. So if you're interested, we'll be going in this episode into all the details around why I did this project, what it's about. And to do that, I'm actually not the host today. Today, I am handing over the mic to Megan Bowers, who is here with me right now. Hi, Megan. Hi. And we'll get into why Megan is interviewing me in a second. But first, Megan, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Sure. I am a videographer based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I mostly do weddings and creative brands. And, you know, as luck would have it, we stumbled upon each other. How did that happen? Well, you reached out into the ether of your listenership saying that you wanted a videographer. And then a friend of mine, Kate Stoltzfus, who had been on the show before, emailed you immediately and was like, my friend Megan, you have to look her up. And then actually she texted me and was like, Jess needs a videographer. I already emailed her. So you technically have 24 hours to, <laughs> to email her back. And so then I spent all day crafting this beautiful, perfect, short and eloquent email trying to, you know, impress you. And five minutes before I sent it, you actually emailed me and you're like, hey, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you have been, I don't even know how I can express my love for you and your work, but all the vlogs you guys have seen, 
Megan just gets a bunch of raw video from me and she turns it into magic. I feel like everything you've done, I've never had to be so hands-off with, I think, anyone I've ever worked with in my entire life. What you do, you just are inside my head at all times and know exactly how to do everything that we're doing together. So the other side note I just want to say about you is how much fun we have together and how funny you are. So that's part of why you got hired for this project as well. No joke. (laughs) Well, yeah, seriously. So I think, why the heck am I interviewing you? I think that's a really good question. Yeah. So I have you on this show interviewing me, A, because I'm going to talk about the project and I think it's more interesting to hear it that way, but also B, you're the host of A Lively Adventure. So for those listening that still are new to what this Lively Adventure is, I decided to make this mini series, whatever you want to call it. At first, I expected to do solo episodes where I would just talk and speak about the stories and stuff. And I did about half of them that way. And after doing them, they weren't as much fun as I think it possibly could be to do the project. And it just felt one dimensional. And as Flo would have it, just kind of staying in alignment, I got this flash of insight to make it a conversation. So when I thought about that, the next question was, who should I be talking to? And I knew very much that I was not looking for Jess Lively part two. I wasn't looking for a clone of me and how I interview because That's the Lively Show. This Lively Adventure is very literally about the girl talk. This is the, and it's not just for girls, for any guys listening, but I just wanted to have real deal conversations with someone that would be just as close as possible to a listener asking me these questions and having this conversation. I wanted this to be as natural and real and just me being me, not me being the host of the Lively Show as possible. So because I love talking to you so much and because you're so funny and I have so much fun with you, it's like the most alignment ever. So I love it. You're fun to talk to. And I'm super myself. And that's not like I'm not myself on the show, but what would you say about the difference between The Lively Show and what we've recorded for The Lively Adventure? Yeah, it's interesting because people can expect kind of a completely different Jess and not, I shouldn't say... (laughs) I have a split brain, you know, or just, I'm totally fake on the show. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But I will say when you're hosting, you have to act a little more professional. You know, you're asking all these insightful questions, but in real life, and I don't know if people would expect this, you're actually very funny. (laughs) Way to put the pressure. If I'm not funny enough for them, they're going to be like, Megan lied. (laughs) That's it. So no, but also you're very honest and brutally honest. (laughs) I'm brutally honest. What does that even mean, really, in this context? Well, just in the sense that you don't hold anything back. And sometimes I'll ask you weird questions and you're very open with it, which is refreshing. You know, I think some people worry about their brand, you know, when they're talking to people or talking to the public about their nitty gritty details. But it's been a lot of fun with you. That's for sure. I got no shame. (laughs) No shame. And also you don't take yourself seriously in that that you're a little self-deprecating, which I love, and you're just a lot of fun to talk to. Well, thank you. What was self-deprecating to you? Because I'm literally, all I focused on was being as conversational with you as we would be if we were sitting drinking a glass of wine at a restaurant like we did in Ann Arbor, eating Mexican food. (laughs) Well, that was the funny thing. When I showed up to Ann Arbor to shoot all of those videos with you, I was expecting you to be like 
type A, organized, a little serious, very put together, kind of, you know, your normal Katie Couric self when you're interviewing people. But as soon as I showed up, you're like, let's drink. (laughs) (laughs) And then we went and had Mexican. So yeah, that's the flavor of the show, if you want. So it's very different than The Lively Show. This is something I've done purely on passion. And just for me, I think this is maybe a question you might ask me, actually. So sorry if I'm stealing your thunder. But it's something I wanted to do for myself because I wanted to pay homage to this chapter of my life that I never expected to happen. So I can look back on it in posterity and remember what this was like for me at this point in time. And also because I kind of sense that there is a shift happening. I think that there is a transition for me. Nothing right now, by the way, has actually presented itself to be different in any way whatsoever right now. But I have this feeling that it's going to. And actually, this is kind of ceremonial in that way to mark that tide and also to create content that may resonate for others that have followed this journey in some way, big or small, that have listened to the show and want to hear the real deal nitty gritty The pimples, warts were not mentioned, but if there were any, I would have mentioned them. Dating, crying, you name it. I think it's kind of got all the emotions and all the flavors of what this experience has actually been like for me. Well, that's the funny thing is that, and we talked about this earlier, but I was expecting to kind of already know things because, I mean, I edited your vlog and you listened to the show. And so I kind of thought that it would be almost repeating the same things, but oh no. The entirety of this, I felt like at the end of it, instead of saying something insightful, I was just speechless. I was just like, what the what? (laughs) Weren't you just Googling things that I talked about? That was your biggest inclination was to laugh and Google what I'm talking about. (laughs) I was just constantly giggling, being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's talking about this. (laughs) Yes. And then figuring out what the heck I was talking about by trying to find out more about some of the subjects. And then it seems like each episode goes from very light to heavy. So... It's very light where we're laughing and joking and riffing back and forth about your life, basically. And then at the end of the episode, we get into some really deep... We're crying in the corner. (laughs) Yes. You made me cry twice. Well, I didn't make you cry. Megan, have you learned nothing from the show? You're in charge of your own reality. But yes, you did choose to cry twice. So yeah, let's talk about... I mean, what was the topic you were most nervous to discuss? I am a pretty open book. I think that I would say maybe the psychedelics would be the thing I was maybe most kind of hesitant to share. The dating thing, you might think that, but I kind of have no shame. So that was fine. So I guess I would say the psychedelics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny you should say that because that opening up episode was my favorite because of that. Because of the drugs. (laughs) You know what? There's everything. There's drugs. There's sex. There's rock and roll. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, there's no rock and roll. I didn't mention any music in this entire journey. So if you're looking for that, this is not the place to come. And I also loved the Law of Attraction episode. I feel like the concepts of flow and quantum mechanics really clicked for me. And even though you're talking about your own journey during all of that, it was very helpful for my own life because you get into such detail that you can't necessarily get into during a regular podcast episode. Yeah, you were surprised that that one, I think in particular, you thought people were going to want to skip because they think they've already heard it on the show. But you were really surprised by what I shared from that one. Yeah, it was just another mind boggling moment where I'm just Googling on the internet. I'm barely listening to you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine with like 20 tabs open and you're just like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, just stop talking. I need to look at this video of whatever I'm talking about. (laughs) I also think we should bring up episode one, where we talk about 
pimples and PCOS because we joke that anyone that doesn't want to talk about this at the beginning of the episode should probably skip it. But at the very end, you get into your personal experience when you did the RTT and theta healing in detail, which you've never covered before, which I thought was super fascinating. Yes, you're basically saying for anyone that doesn't want to hear about periods and pimples, just realize that the second half of that episode, you can get content that you want to know. And it's so funny that episode, well, all of the chapters themselves, and we'll get into what they are in the title soon, because we have an exciting announcement to make about them. But I'll say that this was the download that kind of came into my head while I was running. It was the order in which these episodes are ordered. All but one are exactly how they came into my head. That one was number one. And it's interesting because it's so specific. Like who really cares about my periods or pimples? But what's actually interesting on the show is I get on the Q&A episodes, a good like 25% of the questions can often be around those exact subjects. So for those people that want to know every nitty gritty detail, this is pretty nitty gritty. You got the answers if you have been curious about those things, because a lot of people struggle with them too, or people just are curious about how that has affected my life. And it is not just a Q&A. I mean, I talk about the emotional impact that that has had throughout the journey as well. Specifically on dating, let's just be honest. <laughs> let's just get real talk. Yeah. Pimples and dating as 31-year-old, not the combination I ever imagined in my entire life that I'd be having a discussion about, but there it is. I love that, well, and we kind of joke about this, that you are in your 30s living the life that most people live like 15 years before yeah, I was going through puberty in so many ways. Single for the first time, acne for the second time, and yeah, drugs. Yeah, all this stuff I didn't do when I was younger, I got to experience now, but from a different place too. It's really interesting to go through all these experiences for the first time as an adult who's seeking spiritual fulfillment, joy, peace, and alignment, right? So these things weren't done from the same perspective that people during puberty would go into them. They'd be going in for curiosity, and, and so was I in some ways, but also there, even though there was no direction in mind, there was the intention for deeper awareness, fulfillment, and joy in a really spiritually minded way. So all of these things have an interesting slant because that was the background of my life that I was going into them with. You're not taking psychedelics just to party. No, I'm not trying to see visions. Or I don't want to see hallucinations. I do not care about sound dancing, though that sounds kind of cool. Never my intention. It was always about spiritual insight and understanding myself and the world in a much deeper way. So the things that I did in that, it wasn't like acid or LSD or something that was short, quick, fun, like mushroom type experience. It was more <laughs> the the intense ones as the friends that I met through doing those experiences said, I really went for the hardcore stuff right away. And I was like, well, that's the only reason I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the incense. I'm not doing it for the fun stories I'll get to tell later. Not that there's anything wrong with people that do it for those reasons, but the things that I experienced woven very beautifully to the overall lively adventure and my own journey personally towards things like self-love and understanding my own life in a much deeper way. You know, the sacrifices you have to make in the pursuit of research. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so fascinating because basically I left on the trip with two weeks planned out and then I didn't know where I was going to go next. And I recorded this, I think, about 16 months in to the trip. And now that this is releasing, it's been a year and a half. So it's been so interesting to see what is the universe flowing to me in the present moment? That simple question repeated over and over again for a year and a half has led me to some wild experiences I never would have imagined. But that's the fun part about this is that you don't have to have 
an eat, pray, love experience to feel changed, you know, in regards to learning about the stuff that you talk about. Because, you know, I don't plan on hanging out in Bali or Costa Rica anytime soon, but the lessons that, that you've learned along the way have been super helpful for my own life. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I also want to say that as much as you'll hear me be super honest and real, especially about being single this whole journey, or especially in this last like six months being single, which I'm super honest about, guys, like this is not like we've said, we've I think we've hit the nail about the honesty part. But yeah, I'm being super real here in the adventure about what it's been like. But the truth is, as much as I've quote unquote been alone, I haven't. I have had the people that listen to this show and I have had the Instagram people that are following me there. You guys have been my partner in this. You guys have always been on my mind about everything that I've done because I am so appreciative that it's not just for me. None of this has been though I've haven't sought it for you, right? I've sought it for alignment and flow, but that reflection, knowing that what I'm going through and what I'm personally interested in becomes a reflection on the show, it becomes something that reflects to you potential truths or realities that you can use in your life. And I love that I found things like RTT and Theta Healing and Quantum Mechanics and the Law of Attraction and Channeling as topics that make me so deeply, deeply joyful and happy, but also that because of all that alignment and juice I'm getting flowing in my own life from that, that I get to then redirect or channel that into what you guys consume and that it might benefit you as well. That just makes me so happy. And though my ego often wants to say, but I'm still alone, I'm not. And I love that this is my fun way to share with you what this has been like from a personal perspective rather than the professional that you've heard. You've seen the the channeled content to you in a way that you can use in your own life. But if you're looking for like what it was actually like for me to experience firsthand and the ups and downs and challenges and funny stories that came with that, this is where Lively Adventure comes in. So should we tell them what the chapters are in case they're curious on what we're talking about in a Lively Adventure? Yeah, yeah. I think you should read the titles. Okay. And we're going to read the titles for a few different reasons. One, because you might be curious on what the subjects are. And two, Megan's going to tell you about what's happening here on The Lively Show in terms of this lively adventure. So the subjects for each of the episodes are as follows. Number one, pimples, periods, and PCOS. Number two, dating in the time of Tinder. Yes, I said the word Tinder. Number three, opening up from muscles to psychedelics, which is what Megan's favorite was, right? And muscles, by the way, Megan also points out the whole time, it's not about physical muscles. It's about seafood muscles. <laughs> Just had a weird food thing in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. And then number four, from channeling intuition to dot, 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 channeling Joe. Number five, law of attraction, energy, quantum mechanics, and the subconsciousness, which you also said you thought people were going to kind of get a rehashing, but there's actually a lot more there than you imagined or knew about. Oh, yeah. And then six, the most glamorous homeless person I've ever met, traveling solo as a single female, which I do get a lot of questions about. And that is a quote directly from an Uber driver I met at one point in my journey. Now, number seven is flow alignment and the divine spark, which I haven't really spoken about yet, the divine spark on the show. But that is a really interesting subject that I am still unraveling and unpacking in my own life, what that is. 
And that too, that episode, I think will will give people a preview into what you plan to really dive into this following year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, the second half of season four going into season five, whatever the unknown of the future of the show is. I think we talk a lot. Of, do I, is that where I share about Joe and how I'm nervous to like start channeling full time because then I disappear? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I like that people have no idea what we're talking about right now. And they're probably like, what? Yeah. Well, again, livelyadventure.com. If you're interested, you can go listen to these right away. And then number eight, the many layers of self-love. And that one, I'll be honest, I was least excited to record (laughs) because it's been the number one thing that my intuition, Joe, guides, whatever you want to call it, have been hammering into me and my ego has been resisting with all of its might. So that one for me is the most powerful episode because for me, that's the one I've needed to learn the most from. So like, listen to that one, guys. Like, really do. Even though it doesn't sound like the sexiest title, maybe drugs and sex sounds more fun. Please do listen to that one because I know a lot of people have some of these root issues subconsciously in themselves too. And what I discovered about self-love that I share in this episode is super powerful and is totally transformed the way I think about self-love from something that seems boring or like self-care or something I don't want to think about to something that deeply moves me and is my number one priority, but in a totally way than different way than you ever hear anyone else really talk about it. And you unpack it in pretty much real time. Yeah, it was literally the thing as we were recording, I was literally still learning those lessons. If I had done just the solo episodes as I originally planned, that episode would have been a totally different episode. It was that fresh. That's because it's the most important for me and especially the most recent subject I've been unraveling. So those are the episodes. Now, Megan, want to tell them about how we're going to share this on the show? Absolutely. So this is exciting. On October 12th, the episode will actually be one of those eight episodes and listeners get to choose their favorite. So what's going to happen is follow Jess on Instagram to place your vote. And you actually have October 3rd through 6th to place that vote. If you want to go ahead and fast forward on your phone to listen to those titles again, feel free. We'll give you a second here. We'll, we'll pause. <laughs> so yeah, you have, like I said, October 3rd through 6th to vote. Place your vote on Instagram. And then the listener's most voted episode of those eight will be aired on October 12th. Which one do you think it's going to be? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I would say drugs. You think psychedelics? Yeah, I even said that that was the one I was most nervous about. I think it'll be that or it'll be the dating one. Yeah, that's true. You made me cry on the dating one. You were blubbering. Actually, it's really good that you had listened to the end of that one. I share a real message I sent to a friend while I was in Bali. And that left Megan crying for about 10 minutes afterwards. (laughs) We actually had to stop recording. We had to redo it because I couldn't breathe, basically. So... (laughs) Spoken from the wedding photographer, I feel like you loved that more than a wedding. It's true. I said that. I was like, I shoot for wedding. But it was authentic. You know, it was very real. It was very honest and heartbreaking. So, or is it? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just go listen to Just Get Her Heartbroken. No, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, I lay it all out there, guys. This is real. And then also this month is pretty exciting. 
we're actually devoting it to the lively adventure. So besides this episode, a Q&A episode, and then the listener's choice that you're going to choose, which one you want to hear next Thursday, we're also going to be airing other interviews of people that I met along this journey and shared their lively adventure. So though you'll hear in my episodes, if you listen to the lively adventure, you're going to hear all about my journey, which wasn't specifically focused on stress around career. But I tend to attract a lot of people in my life that are trying to redefine themselves and their lives are looking different, but often their career is their major focus. So you're going to hear a lot of people's journeys this month on the Thursday episodes that I think it really resonate with many people listening to the show because there are some people that have the relationship is the big part of their focus, which my episodes and journey will totally resonate. But also I know many people, if not even potentially more people, are sitting there thinking about the impact they're making, contributions, and possibly career. And that's where these other episodes that'll be on the Lively Show, like regular episodes, just as I would interview anyone, those ones I think especially will be an awesome way to round out the subjects of changing your life in a way you haven't expected and being able to live in the flow and the alignment of that without knowing where the end is taking us. So that is coming up on the show. So it's kind of a Lively Adventure month this October. Stay tuned. It's exciting. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, What doubts or resistance do you have for releasing this? I think that as we were recording, I was being so naturally myself with you that I was kind of thinking to myself, are people going to like this? Because all I'm doing is not thinking about whether people like this. (laughs) While I'm talking to you, I'm just thinking I'm talking to Megan and being as honest as I would be if we were sitting and eating Mexican together. So that was kind of the question is like, are people going to like that level of realness and that level of honesty and not that level of like how not contrived, but like how formally great can I make this? I wasn't doing that at all. All I was doing is sitting on a bed, talking on a microphone to a friend who makes me laugh a lot. And the ego is kind of like, well, is that a way to make a great product? But really, it's not so much a product. It's a story that I needed to especially tell for myself. And if you feel called by your intuition to listen in, I hope it benefits you in some way. And it's been cool to hear that it has even just from you having the conversations with me, Megan, that it it has benefited you to hear the more personal side of all the stuff that's gone on. Absolutely. I would recommend, you know, pour a glass of wine, hang out, put it on, just have it in the background, because it is a casual, just lively which I think is exciting. I don't think I'm that formal when I'm speaking on the show, but I see your point. It still is a different level of me. So yeah, that would be my answer to that. And the next question I'm about to ask you, I'm super excited to and honored to be able to ask it. What would you tell someone starting out on this journey? Oh, man, what an insightful question, Megan. Oh, man, who that's I know it's deep. It took me a long time to come up with it. (laughs) I'm sure it did. I know what I tell people when I prep them for the interviews. I'm like, just speak from your heart. Don't worry about it too much. Because they always go, once I ask them, they're like, what? And I'm like, don't think about it too much. Just answer. So in terms of what I would tell someone, I'd say if you're interested in and your intuition is telling you, yes, I want to listen in, go over to livelyadventure.com to go purchase and download and listen to them all as soon or quickly as you want. And in general, speaking about your journey, I'm going to think back to the me that was sitting on the bed in the audio recording you heard earlier in the introduction I'm going to speak to her, what I'm going to say, because she's sitting there freaking out. (laughs) I would say, you're going to be fine. Everything is okay. And the more you wait and listen for the words that come to you, 
and through you and the feelings that surface, the more you'll begin to see that what you want is within you all the time. And it's not so much about what the outside perceives. The inside's what matters most. And that's in your control. And that's what you're here to focus on. And as you do that, notice what begins to happen in terms of what shifts and changes in your life. That's like half Joe, half me. (laughs) I was about to say, you and Joe together are very eloquent. Oh, oh, that's funny. Thank you, Megan, so much, not only for interviewing me and being the host today, but also for being such an amazing host for these episodes. I got to say, the way you weave in the questions and guide me to be so open and real about all this stuff was so special. And I just thank you so, so much. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Like I said, I've said before, if you ever want to talk for nine hours straight again, I'm your girl. (laughs) All right. Let's see how it flows. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to send Megan a message, you can do so over on Instagram at Pictory Video. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in celebrating a lively adventure, lively. And for show notes for today's episode, head over to JessLively.com slash a lively adventure introduction. Before I share where I'm headed to next, today's episode is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive is the on-demand audio fitness app that I love using. It is seriously the best audio fitness app I've found on any apps you can use on your phone. You download it, you immediately get the guidance of a trainer, and you get great songs as you work out to whatever type of workout, whatever type of difficulty level or amount of time that you have. They have stuff for everyone in all different levels, trainers, music playlists, you name it. Go try this, guys. I love using this so much. It's so fun when you feel like changing up your routine with your workout and you want to feel like you have a trainer, but you don't want to have to actually pay for one or show up at a certain time. So this is something so easy to do. I have a free 30-day trial for you because you're a Lively Show listener, which is much longer than their normal free trial. So you can go over to Aptiv.com. That's A-A-P-T-I-V.com. Then you're going to click on the Sign Up button. When you do that, enter the code the Lively Show one word, and then go download it on your phone and you're ready to get started. I hope you love it as much as I do. Now for where I'm headed to next, I am here for the month of October in Sydney. I'm coaching Flow With Intention online and I'm so excited to be doing it here because it's daytime here when it's nighttime in the US where I'm actually teaching because most people can be available in the evenings US time. So, so excited to be here to be doing that. And I'll be doing a meetup here in Sydney soon. Details will be coming on Instagram if you happen to be in Sydney, and I'll give you a hug then. Until Thursday, may something wonderful happen to you today.